When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. And happy Palm Sunday and welcome to Catholic Education Plus. I'm Father Tom Burke, pastor at St. Benedict the Moore Parish in the Hill District and also St. Mary Magdalene Parish serving the communities of the East End, Homewood, Point Breeze, and Wilkinsburg sections of the city of Pittsburgh. And this Sunday morning, we're tackling a very difficult topic, a 2022 report from the American Psychological Association has found that in the United States, marketing for two years since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, mental illness and the demand for psychological services are at an all-time high, especially among our young people. In our first segment this morning, Michelle Peduto, who is our Director of Catholic Schools, along with Corinne McMillan, who is the Director of Special Education for the St. Anthony School Program, will join us to talk about the scope of this very delicate situation. And then in our second segment, uh, Savannah Rui will join Michelle and me for our, the second part of our show. Savannah teaches freshman seminar and religion courses at North Catholic High School in Cranberry Township. We'll hear how she's incorporating the Catholic perspective into addressing this serious topic with our students. Let's get started now with Michelle and Corinne. Welcome this morning. Great to have you both here on this Palm Sunday. Good morning. It's great to be here. It's hard to believe we're starting Holy Week today, so all engines are running, right? Absolutely right. right. Now, Michelle, how often are you seeing the issues related to the mental health of students pop up uh, on your desk? On my desk, on my phone, yeah. Probably daily, Mm. and I would include the weekends in that as well. So we are seeing this issue uh, both from uh, an anxiety perspective. Um, We are seeing students that are um, just experiencing some emotional issues as we move out of this post-COVID, we move into the post-COVID time period. Sure. We see so much in the news, Mm -hmm. uh, the violence in our schools, the acting out on school buses, uh, teachers, parents. It's really uh, epidemic right now, and it's very serious. It's epidemic, and it's global. It is not just in public schools. It's not just in private schools. It is global in nature. Now, Corinne, what kinds of mental and emotional health challenges are you seeing in students? Yes, sure. So what we're generally seeing in schools is an increase in anxiety. Many of our students are experiencing increases in anxiety, increases in depression, and a lot of times those can result in behavioral challenges that manifest itself as behavioral issues with children So, and older, older students as well. So that's really a, a lot of what we're seeing. Um, you know, we're managing that obviously on a day-to-day basis. We're very connected. Our, our staff are very connected. We have a family atmosphere in many of our schools. So that certainly helps with a lot of these emotional challenges that our students are facing. 
And Corinne, can you uh, say about the sheer numbers of students being impacted? Can you give us uh, some numbers for that? Sure. Um, So I recently came across some statistics from the CDC, which were um, quite quite alarming, and and they're calling it a cry for help in terms of about 37% of high school students reported having poor mental health and about 44% reported having persistent sadness and hopelessness in the past year. So, you know, the the sheer volume of this certainly spans K through 12. What the recent data from the CDC is saying, you know, with the particularly high school students, is that it's, you know, at 44%, that's Mm. really, really high. So it really has impacted all the students, again, K through 12. And um, it's, it's, as Michelle said, it it is global, far-reaching how heartbreaking that mm-hmm. would be. Yeah. So one of the things I'd like to add, too, is that the where we're coming from here. So all these, these two years we've been hearing, let's get back to normal. We need to get back to normal. If only we could get back to normal. And I think so many of us thought that when that came, when that normal was on the horizon, it would be like flipping a switch, and we'd all be back to where we were pre-COVID. And that just is not the case. It's very, very different now. It's not just uh, we get our take our masks off and um, come right. back to school in person. It's not really normal, so to speak. Right, you know? right. It's a it's a daily process mm-hmm. of that, mm-hmm. and it's not just the little kids. We're looking at middle school and high school kids too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Would the older kids be more prevalent than the younger kids, or is mm-hmm. it pretty much across the board, Corinne? It is pretty much pervasive and across the board. Mm. You know, um, it looks different at different uh, age levels. You know, what is developmentally, you know, what may seem developmentally appropriate at one level or at one age level is not what you see at another age level. So it's pervasive across the board, but we'll see different things at different ages and different age groups. And economic backgrounds, um, city Suburban, rural, mm-hmm. is it pretty much across the board? There's no cookie-cutter approach, one aspect of the community more than others? Well, I think some of the research is showing that there are certain aspects of our communities that mm-hmm. may have been more impacted mm-hmm. by some mental health. Um, and what the, what they're also uh, pointing to is that if there were pre-existing mental health conditions, those have definitely, um, or those folks are more at high risk for ongoing concerns throughout the pandemic. Um, I think in our experience in our schools, our Catholic schools, you know, we do see it. Uh, it, it affects everyone. It's impacted whether, um, you know, more higher socioeconomic status or lower or, or whatever ethnic group. We're seeing it everywhere. Wow. That's really something. Now, we're hearing uh, such a severe shortage of mental health care professionals who specialize in helping uh, young people. What other options are we seeing for support for our students, Uh, the school-based mental health programs, training for teachers? Is there additional support out there? Yes. So I think in our schools, what really has been happening is that we've just been really increasing the school teaming effort in all of our schools. We're really increasing communications with our families, our teachers, our students. When we recognize there's a, a problem or concern, we, you know, really immediately and as quickly and as efficiently as we can, whether that through, be through a Zoom meeting or in-person meeting, really addressing some of the concerns as, you know, as fast as we can because we, are, you know, are seeing that. And as we said, it's more perva- pervasive. Um, some of the training for our teachers uh, and support for their teachers, again, is ongoing. We're also, you know, with the help of uh, Michelle and the regional administrators, looking at different trainings for teachers. 
Um, there has been some already offered, and those are along the lines of, you know, self-care, how to take care of yourself as a teacher, um, you know, making sure that you are, you know, coping with the stress and using coping strategies, you know, in your daily life to help to help with this. And also, too, teaching now is a little bit different than what it was teaching, mm. you know, even just a few years ago. So teaching the same skill. A lot of teachers have gotten frustrated because they're teaching the same skill or they feel like they've already taught something, but really because of the pandemic, we have to go back and reteach things and relearn things. Sure. Yeah, definitely. So there's a shortage of teachers, staff, clergy, and even mental health um, professionals too yes. across the board. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, teachers also are feeling all of this, and they've been stressed, stretched to the limit uh, so thin the past couple of years, and now they're being asked to be stretched again. And I hope there's some support out there for our teachers and our staff. So we are looking to provide additional professional development over the summer. But before we do that, we are looking to give them a period of rest, just respite, mm-hmm. um, at the beginning of the summer and then catch up in, toward uh, the beginning of school. It, it has been very stressful for teachers it's, and stressful for administrators. I don't want to leave out our administrators. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very challenging. And we, by nature, in our Catholic schools are a nurturing, loving community. And these teachers have gone above and beyond trying to provide that support and embracing our students and families and, and, and just trying to walk through this time period together. But we will be providing additional um, professional development for them, too, but also suggestions on self-care, as, as Corinne mentioned, too, as well. And talking about respite, I was uh, roaming the halls at my three schools this past week, getting ready for Holy Week and Easter season. And I know a lot of the schools will be off next week uh, for this coming week, I should say, for Easter. And they're all looking forward to that. And I'm sure the kids are, you know, with some spring break uh, activities and in looking at coming back after Easter uh, into the home stretch. So, yeah, there's light at the end of the tunnel and that respite looks much, much better for them. Right, Michelle? Right. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And as the weather is getting nicer, kids are going outside, getting the fresh air, a lot more classroom activities, um, burning off that energy. Hopefully that will help uh, the children too. And it's staying lit longer at night and more sunshine. Obviously those trigger uh, some behavioral aspects too, too, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely right. Yes. Corinne, do you want to add anything this last minute? No, I was just going to add that mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. Like some mm-hmm. of those, and those are, you know, great coping strategies to get out after school or after any type of activity to go and for children to play outside, be social with their friends, you know, cause a lot of the social impact, um, of, of the pandemic has, you know, it's been pretty apparent for us here in school. So really with kids getting out, getting together, being social, playing together, praying together, you know, is all good things and, and helps out with, with, you know, alleviating any anxiety and certainly any In stress. these spring uh, months, April and May, yes. there's uh, First Holy Communions, confirmations, graduation is coming up. So there's a lot of wonderful celebrations, graduations uh, in May and June. So there's something to look forward to these kids. Don't forget proms. And prom too. That's yes. right. I remember my prom. <laughs> Those good old days of dressing up and going out and having fun. So that's right. Proms are coming up too. So, well, it feels like we've just been able to barely scratch the surface of this uh, very delicate issue, 
but we'll keep going. When we come back, uh, we're going to have Samantha Rui, who will be joining us to tell us more about the top topics that she's dress, uh, addressing with our students. Corinne, thanks for being with us uh, this morning. Thank you so much. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus with Father Tom Burke and Michelle Peduda. We'll be back in a moment here on KDK Radio. Welcome back to Catholic Education Plus on this Palm Sunday. I'm Father Tom Burke, pastor at St. Benedict de Moore Parish in the Hill District and St. Mary Magdalene Parish in the East End. This morning we are taking a look at the increase in mental and emotional health issues that our students are facing fueled by the COVID-19 pandemic, a very delicate uh, but much-needed discussion uh, this morning. Joining us once again for this segment is our Director of Catholic Schools, Michelle Peduto, and we can also welcome Savannah Rui to our show. She is a religion teacher at North Catholic High School in Cranberry Township, who also guides a freshman seminar, which includes a focus on health issues. Savannah relies on Catholic teaching as she bridges a very serious uh, health topics with her students. Savannah, welcome to our show this morning. Thank you very much. Now, what kinds of topics are you addressing with your students at North Catholic? Sure. So um, in my freshman seminar class, um, we touch on a variety of health topics, uh, not only uh, physical health, but also mental, emotional, social, and even spiritual and environmental health. Um, We delve deep into those different topics. facets of the overall um, health of a person. Um, We have been focusing recently in the recent weeks on mental and emotional health, um, and it's been um, quite a quite a exciting uh, discussion to have with young Mm -hmm. people. Um, You know, uh, it's been very interesting to me to see how they have come out of this pandemic. Sure. Yeah. And as I mentioned in the first segment, uh, we see so many stories on the news and in the radio of, mm-hmm. of kids in schools all across the board, not just uh, public, but also private and even Catholic yeah. schools um, in the city, suburbs, rural areas, uh, acting out and just a lot, mm-hmm. of, lot of issues there. And you're right there in the prime of it with, with your students. Uh, what is the goal of giving time in the course to address uh, these very sensitive topics? Sure. Um, So my freshman seminar class is unique because there isn't um, one sole curriculum that needs to be followed. Um, We do have a a state-mandated health credit that the students do need to meet, um, but there isn't necessarily one way to do that. And because we are a Catholic school, um, I do try to bridge the gap as much as possible between those health topics in my seminar class because we have the space to do that. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit harder for an English teacher, even a religion teacher or a science teacher to take time out of their curriculum to devote to days of working on self-care, days of learning about different mental illnesses, days of just taking a break and answering students' questions. Um, I have the freedom to do that, um, and that's truly a blessing um, in my course, yeah. And how are your students responding to this? Um, I think that they're responding just as well as I think that they can. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, These are really, really tough topics, and they're used to not having to discuss them, um, or not being able to discuss them, or not feeling like they can discuss them. Um, I believe when North Catholic put this course on its map and in its curriculum, they had something like this in mind, where it would be a space for the students to just be themselves. I try to cater my classroom environment uh, mm-hmm. to them, to the specific period um, in which I teach, the specific group that I'm given, and I think that um, a lot of them have responded. Um, they've responded really well to being able to have that freedom. 
Is it just the freshman class, or is it uh, sophomores, juniors, and seniors also? So the um, course is actually only two years old. Um, mm. The idea is that in four years, uh, not only will I know every student in the building, but that at every every student in the building will have had that opportunity to take that seminar course. Um, it is a semester long, and they so they switch with Jim. Mm. Um, so I do see every freshman student, um, and right. now about half of the school has had it. Unfortunately, the graduating uh, juniors and seniors will not have the opportunity to take the class, um, though they have still fulfilled their health credit in a different way. Right. Um, mm-hmm. We're just going about it now um, in a bit of a different light. Good way for the freshmen to start their high school career. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm sure you had to reach out to the parents to explain all of this uh, program to them. What kind of reaction have you gotten from the parents? Sure. So I recently had to send a letter to all of my students' parents um, outlining that this week in particular, we would be discussing some very difficult topics um, that fall under the health curriculum, including child abuse, sexual abuse, Mm -hmm. sexual harassment, and school violence. Um, These are not topics that we enjoy talking about, um, but they are incredibly necessary, especially for freshmen to understand uh, the severity of these things, what could be going on now and what may go on as they leave high school. Um, the The parents have been really responsive and really appreciative of not only uh, being alerted of these heavier topics um, ahead of time, uh, I also did give them the opportunity to opt their child out should they for some reason um, not want their child to participate in this week. Um, I did give them the opportunity for that. Um, a few have taken advantage. Most have not. Um, I think that they recognize that these are heavy topics and um, they just appreciate being alerted. Sure. Now, if, if should they opt out of the program, is there something else they have to fulfill that requirement or anything um, else they additionally they have to do? Yeah. So at this time, um, I have only had one to two students mm. um, actually opt out. Um, so I have not had them do any additional work. Um, I understand their personal situations um, in which would require the parent to have them opt out. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel that that needed extra pressure is what would be good for them right now. So they're just uh, elected a study hall and they can okay. um, be excused from the week. So their grade is not affected in any way, no better, no worse. Um, I know a couple of parents were a little bit worried about that, but um, it it just is a study hall period for them to just take right. a break. And it's not like you've, you're they're mandating it or forcing it on Correct. them. It's an option. And it's good to hear that most of the families are um, choosing to do that. So that's good. And of course, you know, people who opt out of it, then, you know, that's obviously their right. And you're not forcing them to do that. Now, Michelle and Savannah, um, the schools and the communities all across the world are dealing with these very sensitive issues. As we mentioned at the top of this show, as Catholic schools, how do we deal with them differently? Well, I, and I think, uh, Savannah kind of, um, alluded to that earlier that we are based in our faith. Mm. And we have a place to go always with our problems. We talked about a light of a tunnel at the uh, in the earlier segment, mm-hmm. and we d- always have that light, which is Jesus Christ at the end of the tunnel. That is particularly vivid as we go into our Holy Week and Easter season, that that is there. And that is a tremendous, tremendous piece. We talk about educating the whole child, and the spiritual side, the faith side, is a big part of the whole person. And we in our Catholic schools are able to tap into that, not just when there's trouble. We tap into it all the time, 180 days a year, seven hours a day. That is our resource. That is our, 
where we live. We live in our faith. And so in handling these issues, we have that. And that is everything. As you mentioned, Michelle, it's it's our faith. The faith is the foundation to help us to get through that. And if we don't have the faith, it'd be like quicksand, as I always say. You sink, you know. And um, Savannah, do you want to add anything in the closing statements? Yeah, sure. I think exactly what Michelle said. It's important to, especially I find in my class, um, Annette North in particular, they do such a good job of integrating the faith in every aspect of teaching, and um, that would fall under you know my course as well. Um, bringing in theology wherever I can, because I'm a religion teacher by trade, um, <laughs> I am able to bring in theology of the body, bring in different prayer tactics to help them tackle their spiritual health and connect that with their mental health. And I think that that's really helped them, knowing that there are physical resources to help them, but there are also spiritual resources that they can tap into. And Savannah, what have you heard from your students? I know it's still early in the course, but uh, any positive compliments uh, from some results for this first year that you're doing this? Yeah, they... um they really appreciate being heard and seen. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think um, it helps that in this curriculum, there is opportunity for it to be personal, Um, not too personal where you break that boundary between teacher and student, but just personal enough where they feel that they're not alone in whatever they're facing. Um, And they really like that. And they talk and they're rowdy. And (laughs) I said, you know, I spend more time telling them to be quiet than I do teaching. and, And I'd rather it that way. You know, a, a quiet class that, that doesn't speak, um, right. there's things there that need unpacked. So I'd rather hear it. You're making a difference. Great. Thank you. Savannah Rui from North Catholic High School in Cranberry. Michelle Peduta, our director of Catholic Schools, thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Catholic Education Plus with Father Tom Bark here on KDK Radio. This week in our Plus segment, of course, we are featuring Palm Sunday. This is the beginning of Holy Week, and Palm Sunday is always extra special in the Catholic Church. We hear uh, two gospel readings at Sunday Mass. Luke's version of the Passion Story uh, is what we read uh, this week. Jesus, in a royal procession, he enters Jerusalem where he will undergo his passion by suffering, dying, and being buried. He's both a prophet and a savior. St. Luke presents a Christ who is merciful and forgiving, and he forgives his executioners and those on the cross. He brings salvation uh, to all. The passion story shows how Jesus responds to what was done to him. He's absorbed with all the violence, transformed it, and returned it with love and forgiveness. The passion of Jesus gives us courage, strength, and hope to all who suffer, that we're never alone. And what a beautiful way to start a Holy Week this Palm Sunday. So uh, let us really rejoice um, in a very prayerful time this week and get ready for Easter. We'll see you in two weeks. Have a blessed Easter. And thank you for listening to Catholic Education Plus with Father Tom Bark here on KDK Radio. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.